Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Well, this coronavirus is really starting to hit home in the auto industry right now. FCA reports that it has had two deaths of line workers at its plants. One worked at its Sterling Heights assembly plant. The other worked at its transmission plant in Kokomo, Indiana. You know, automakers are keen to get production ramped up and going again, but these two deaths are a dose of reality. Production is not going to get going anytime soon. You know, right now, automakers would be all geared up preparing for the New York Auto Show, which usually runs in early April. Right now, that's not going to happen because the Javits Center, where that show is held, is being turned into an emergency field hospital. New York authorities are putting 1,000 hospital beds in the Javits Center. They're actually going to be divided into four separate field hospitals within that center with 250 beds in each one of those hospitals. Meanwhile, Germany is racing to try to protect its automotive industry. The fear is that cash-rich companies, especially from China, might race in to buy up German companies on the cheap after their stock prices have collapsed. Reuters reports that the German government is getting ready to buy stakes in those companies and maybe even take them over altogether. As we reported yesterday, the Ford Motor Company is really starting to ramp up its efforts to fight the coronavirus by making medical equipment. I got the chance yesterday to interview Jim Bombeck. He's the vice president in charge of Ford's efforts to do all this work. And of course, this was a remote interview. He's working at home because all Ford Motor Company employees, from the chairman Bill Ford on down, are working out of their homes. But here's a clip of what Jim had to say. And so we, uh, we got a little team together called Project Apollo, inspired by Apollo 13. Just how do we look at the, what we have available in our parts bin on the automotive side? Uh, look at this basic device, uh, which is really a high-tech device. But when you think about it at a, at a macro level, uh, it's pulling in air, filtering air and into a pressurized hood. Uh, there are components in an automotive vehicle that we can uh, leverage. So, for example, we developed a prototype that leveraged uh, heated and cooled seat fan motors and blowers uh, coupled with 3M filters uh, and a uh, battery pack off of a uh, power tool. And so how do we use that as kind of inspiration for a design, a simplified design that we could then scale very quickly in parallel to what we're doing with 3M, leveraging our manufacturing expertise and the best of what they know, is, which is creating these, uh, uh, these pieces of equipment. We've got that entire interview posted on our YouTube channel right now, and you could get more details about how Ford was inspired by the Apollo 13 moonshot and why all this effort is very reminiscent of the company's arsenal of democracy efforts during the Second World War. Okay, enough coronavirus info for the moment. Let's get into some industry news. Seat just introduced an all-new version of its Leon, the compact hatchback. It features a sleeker design and a range of engines, including gasoline, diesel, CNG, of course that's compressed natural gas, and hybrids. The interior features a 10-inch touchscreen, and it's the first connected car 
in Seat's lineup. It's produced in Barcelona and was scheduled to go on sale in Germany next month. I don't think that's going to happen right now. The starting price is 20,000 euros. So how much has this coronavirus really affected traffic flows? Well, INREX, the traffic provider of data, has got some interesting stats for us. They show that U.S. traffic volume fell 30% on Thursday and Friday of last week. There was roughly a 50% drop in San Francisco, which was the highest in the nation. So how bad could it get? All we have to do is take a look at what's happening in Italy. Vehicle travel is down 65%. But there is one bright spot in the U.S. and in Europe. Long-haul trucking is still going strong. It hasn't changed at all. And truckers are still making a lot of deliveries. So what if you do if you're the head of design and everybody's at home? Well, Ralph Gilles has got his crew working on virtual design work, and they just showed off this concept car. Even though Ralph said he's never going to show future product, they decided that this experimental Dodge was worth putting out there right now. But don't get too attached to this design. It's already hit the cutting room floor. And that's because Ralph Gilles says the designer wanted those yellow spoiler guards to be a permanent part of the design. They all had a good laugh over it because many Dodge vehicles are shipped with those yellow guards on them. They're there to protect the front spoiler during shipping, but they're meant to be taken off after that. However, many owners have come to like the look and they keep them on. But this is one thing the design community absolutely hates, maybe because they didn't come up with it. But for the record, Ralph Gilles hates them too. Okay, a little bit of history right now. We're going to go in the Wayback Machine and look at Mercedes-Benz's first bus. This was put out 125 years ago by March Benz and Company, and it was the first time they ever delivered a bus with a combustion engine. It was based on the Benz Landauer design. It only had a total of eight seats. It was powered by a 2.9-liter horizontal single-cylinder engine in the rear with a standing flywheel, and yet it only cranked out a whopping five horsepower. It lasted in service for less than a year because it really didn't perform all that well in the wintertime. But it did mark the beginning of Daimler's entry into the bus segment, and they're still there today. Yesterday, we asked you for some of your insights on how we can balance health and safety of people during the coronavirus with the need to get the economy back on its feet and prevent a Great Depression. Well, here's some of the feedback that we got from you. Bob Wilson says, I'm concerned that the two-week stay-at-home is not long enough. An extra week would give time for the new supplies to start flowing to the medical staff and facilities who need them. Then relaxing the isolation orders could let us restart the economy. Bjark says, I would like to see the white-collar workers actually taking a week of vacation during the crisis. One week of vacation could directly affect the bottom line of the companies as the accrued vacation is a financial burden. Richard Davis says, we need antibody testing to see who has had the disease. If antibodies are present, these people can get back to work with impunity, whether in the auto industry or healthcare industry. The tests are out there. We need to ramp up production and testing. There are many who have already recovered and don't even know it. Brian Murray says, recession, okay. Depression, no way. And Dan B. had this to say, 
maybe the car companies should make toilet paper. You know, those are just a few of the comments that came up. You can read all of them on our website or on our YouTube channel, and we truly appreciate getting them all from you. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Automakers were supposed to be introducing all kinds of new vehicles this year. Obviously, that is not going to happen anytime soon, so how bad could this get? We interviewed Michael Robinette from IHS Market, and here's what he had to say. There's kind of three waves that are going to occur here. First wave is, uh, can we effectively launch a vehicle, let's say, in July? And there's a couple of big launches occurring in July, uh, significant launches, by the way, that are occurring. Uh, one, one, a couple of GM's got a couple, Ford's got a couple, all the OEMs have something going on this year. Can you effectively get that done? And I know that is a major issue within the OEMs that they're prioritizing that. And then there's a couple of bigger ones towards the end of the year. So as some of the early work that we need to do to make sure that tooling is approved, we've PPAPed parts, we're ready to go, we've got pre-builds and all those types of things, is that going to occur by the end of the year? And you can see you know, the possibility for some of that to get pushed out a little bit. Then you've got that second wave. And this is a lesson that a lot of us learn through 08 and 09 is that so the OEMs will launch a vehicle if they've cut tools. They, you know, it's kind of like the bread's baked, let's eat it. So they, they launch that vehicle. But then you back up and you take a look at launches that might occur in 22 and 23, and those are delayable. And that's the second wave of what this might happen, uh, might, might occur here. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow. Our guest will be Louis Forey. He's the former president of the Society of Automotive Historians. And then we're going to have Cole Kunin, the director of engineering for Magna Lighting. They've got some really cool technology. So join me and Gary live at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And here's another one of those simply clever solutions from Skoda. It's a bag hook that flips down from the handle on the glove box door. And if this thing is durable, there's going to be a lot of uses for a hook like that. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thank you for making AutoLine Daily a part of your day.